Oh, I guess I'm in trouble, people. <laughs> <laughs> but we're back. Hey, this is your co-host, Sidon Long. And, of course, that's country. <laughs> <laughs> so how you doing today? I'm doing good. I can't complain. Not at all. Oh, you got all your complaining out? Oh. <laughs> hmm Yeah, well, I'm doing well as well. Um, today's Thursday. Um, normally, it's Be Well Wednesday. But on Wednesday, I wasn't well. So, um, we're Tell back. Tell us about it. What was wrong with you? Well, um, my sinuses were acting up. I had a little bit of a um, sinus infection, and I was kind of filled with mucus, you know, more mucus than I would like, not enough mucus to really have, like, a runny nose or anything, but just, you know, I could feel it in my throat and in my chest. And I was just real tired. So, um, Is that smoke from New York coming over, making its way to the Mia West yet? Um, I don't know if that's a possibility or not. Um, I know that they were saying that it was really starting to be, you know, felt in the southern states. Mm-hmm. So I don't know if it's blown this way as well. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I live in Gary, so the air is not the best anyway, because I mean, you know, we grew up with steel mills in our backyard. So. But well, we, that's a whole nother podcast we can be against too. Oh, absolutely. Steel okay. mill, um, lead, all that type of stuff that, you know, you grew up around when you work in um, these working class environments that are built around, you know, the industry. You know, you don't know what's in the water. You don't know where they're dumping the stuff at. You don't know any of that. You know, like I've never seen clear water in Lake Michigan. Right. You know, but I've gone like to the Atlantic and. Um, you know, I've been on some beaches and, you know, you can see your feet in the water. I'm like, yeah, that's not my experience at Lake Michigan. Um, but, you know, shout out to my Chicagoans, my Detroit people, my um, Milwaukee people, you know, anybody around Lake Michigan. You know, hey, we're dealing with it and we're going to keep soldiering on. <laughs> yeah. But as a side note, I always want to try to give you stuff that um, can help you. Um, what I did do and what I typically do and even what I did when I had COVID. Um, is I'm a huge proponent, user, um, supporter, advocate, recommender of something called tamarind. And, you know, tamarind is, is basically probably one of the highest forms of vitamin C you could get. You could buy it in a paste, you could buy the actual tamarind. Um, if you live in cities where there's a huge Mexican population, you can usually go to any of their um, fruit markets or little stores or bodegas and they'll have tamarind. If not, Spell it. T-A-R-A-M-I-N-D, tamarind. All you got to do is boil it. Um, I usually use the paste. When I take like a tablespoon, put it in some tea. Um, also cut up some fresh ginger. Um, you don't have to go out and buy organic ginger or anything like that. You can go to your local Aldi's and get you some ginger. And then I mix it with hibiscus tea. Um, hibiscus tea is a red tea. It's a Jamaican tea. Um, not that big of a deal. It's just a tea that really helps open up your lungs. So we got the hibiscus tea, the tamarind, and the ginger. You know, maybe you put some lemon in there as well. And for me, it usually knocks anything right out. Um, when I got COVID, I think I really felt the symptoms of COVID 
for about four hours. Probably, you know, worst four hours I had in maybe two or three years. But I was on my regiment and it broke that afternoon. Um, like right now, I feel great. Um, yesterday I felt kind of sluggish. But again, I had some tamarind tea this morning and I'm feeling pretty good. You know, All right. I try to, you know, I try to do at least, you know, once every other day or every day. Cause it's real simple. Just take a tablespoon, dump it off in your um tea and give it a try. Now again, you know, this is not medical advice. This is just me telling you what works for me. So with that being said, um, you can go right on Amazon and get it. Pow. Oh. Amazon.com. Tamarind tea. Exactly. Works for me. Really does. Um, do your own research. What it tastes like? Um, it's actually not bad. You know, it's it's got like do a sweet taste. Do you add honey or something to it or you just go for it naturally? Well, it's got a sweetness to it, so you don't really need any honey. So you're going to try. I mean, you could get like a, what, like for five bucks, maybe like a 12 ounce little jar. And again, you take it and you take like a tablespoon, whip it up in some tea. Okay. And, you know, if you go to the Grown Rich and Fit page, I'll post more information about Tamara on my Facebook page. So if you got any other questions, you could go there. I even post a link so you could buy some Tamara. So. All right. Probably by the time you hear this, I will have at least posted something so you can do a little bit more research um, for yourself. Because again, I'm I'm not a person that tells people to do stuff. Number one, that I don't do. Number two, I'm not a person that tells people you know to do stuff that realistically I know don't work, just because it sounds cool. You know, like people are always saying, you know, you should do this, or you should do that, and then they don't do it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know? You know, like, like even with the podcast, I mean, the stuff that I'm asking people to do, you know, and I say, hey, man, send those text messages out, tell people you love them. I do that. You know, that's a part of who I am. You know, you say walk into a room, have a positive attitude. I do that. You know, and today, you know, we're talking about, you know, can I trust you with my heart, which I think is going to probably be a part, like two pieces. Um and I'm, I'm trustworthy with people's, you know, emotions. I'm trustworthy, you know, with their secrets. You know, I'm a vault. And it's allowed me to really build strong friendships and relationships. And it's helped me tremendously um, as a human being. It's helped me in, in my career. It's helped me in, in every aspect of my life. You know, like I don't really have people in my circle who leave, you know, and I always have people in my circle who are supportive and um, recommending me and championing me and being there for me. So if that's the type of relationships you want to build, you know, even in in regard to um, my exes, you know, most of me and my exes are cool. Matter of fact, I can't think of any exes that I'm not cool with. You know, so even though the relationships didn't work out, I mean, they felt as though, you know, they could trust me with their heart and occasionally my phone rings, you know, and I'm a person that they feel safe sharing with. So that's what we're talking about today. So what you think, country? Can I trust you with my heart? Um, No. Can't trust you with it, you're a heartbreaker? Yeah. Why do you think you're a heartbreaker? Um, 
I'm a very loyal person. I wouldn't say I'm a heartbreaker, right? The mm-hmm. two kind of is not like, you know, hmm. It kind of don't go together, right? You're my friend. Of course, you can trust me with whatever it is that you say. But some stuff from you, you have select friends that you will go and take that stuff to, right? Mm -hmm. When I hear, can I trust you with my heart? I'm more so leaning towards my partner, Mm -hmm. right? I'm not leaning towards um, my friends because my friends know that they can trust me and that we're loyal to one another. Do that make sense? Absolutely. Um, so I wouldn't say like I'm a heartbreaker or nothing like that. It's just certain things that you trust certain people with. I agree 100%. And that's, you know, like I had a conversation with someone this morning and we were talking about a gentleman um, who's having some difficulties in his situation. And you know, it's it 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 look, it looked like it might be heading toward divorce, and the woman in the situation feels very um, sure that it is because, you know, of him being out in the streets and him carousing and, you know, you know him him wanting to have sex with other women, but and the conversation we had really, what it's about is him not being able to trust her with his heart, you know, because he'd had a situation, you know, unfortunately um, with some people that they all had a great deal of respect for and he felt betrayed. And when he brought that betrayal to his wife, she sided with, you know, I guess in his mind, what was the enemy, (laughs) you know, and a lot of times, you know, that's the difficult situation because maybe I feel betrayed by the church or, you know, maybe I feel betrayed by the job or I feel betrayed by, you know, the family or your family. And in those situations, you're looking for your partner to be on the same side as you. You know, and if your partner then chooses, you know, whomever, you know, the church, the pastor, um, the job saying that you need to go back to that job, no matter how bad they treating you or you know, chooses the family or their mom, you know, that could hurt and really put you in a position now where you feel like you're not on the same team. You know, so Mm -hmm. I think a lot of times that's happening and we don't even know it. Um, when, when I hear, um, can I trust you with my heart? I think of a, a freedom. Mm. Um, you no longer have to hold these things in and live in fear of connection. So it's like, I think it was Gandhi that said something like freedom is not worth having if it don't include freedom from like the mistakes that we make. Mm -hmm. Making mistakes is a good thing um, we we have to make those mistakes so that we can learn from it. But once we release and let go, you know, you tend to receive all of the things that were due you. It's okay to make the wrong choices and different things like that, but we also have to trust our heart, right? Listen to what our head is saying and match it up with your heart 
and then with your six cent um six cents on the inside, um, it's okay to kind of like live life and experiment a little bit just to try to figure out who you are and discover, you know, the things that you're wanting and then mm -hmm. growing from there. Like your person that you were saying, you know, you feel like they may end up divorcing and things like that. You know, communication. You got to communicate and allow yourself that freedom to speak freely. But then your receiver have to be open to that. You know, Absolutely. they may can work it out and they may not work it out because it just depends on where two people are in, in this time of life, that season of the life that they go through. Yeah. But I think the thing that, you know, we need to understand when a person is in that situation with you is how they're hearing it. You know, I mean, I use myself as an example. I remember, you know, when I first started to um, think about making a career change. And I was, you know, telling, you know, a person I was involved with, you know, hey, man, you know, I'm going to be a best-selling author. I am going to write a book. And, you know, they were kind of like, you? You've never written a book. How do you think you're going to be able to do this? You know, and I was destroyed. I was hurt because, okay, you're the person that I'm with. You're the person that's supposed to to be my support system, you're the person I'm supposed to turn to, and you're basically calling me stupid. <laughs> you know, you basically said that, that that's not a goal you see me being able to accomplish. So now I'm living in a house with somebody that doesn't believe in me. Um, so if you can't then figure out a way to 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 bridge that gap, how do we move forward? Um, you know, a lot of times when you take the word of somebody else over your own, when they tell you something, it's like, what are you saying about me? That my word no good, that you think I'm stupid, that you calling me a liar, you know, because all of that coming to you is because I care, you know, and with our friends, unfortunately, sometimes we give them grace and, and, and we're supportive of them. But when it comes to us in the relationship with you, you know, is that grace always available? You know, or is it, oh, I feel so sorry for you. You know, because I feel sorry for you or I'm disappointed in you. That's not us being on the same team. That's you saying I'm blameless and that's your stuff. <laughs> you know, well, I'm sorry that that happened to you, but, you know, you shouldn't have been, you know, up there doing what you was doing. Okay, so now you're going to blame me? But in any case, we're not on the same team. You know, I mean, I have, you know, certain members of my um, friendship circle, you know, my council that are very outspoken. And, you know, sometimes they ruffle feathers. But even when they ruffle feathers, we never, we never turn backs. <laughs> you know, we never break ranks. Yeah, you know, that's my boy, but you know, sometimes he wild. You know, sometimes I, I'm the one that ruffles feathers and, you know, my real friends never break ranks. They never switch sides. You know, and biblically it says that you're supposed to cleave to that person. So how are we cleaving if you're switching sides? You know, or you separating yourself, uh, you know, it, it's almost like um with Peter and Jesus. You know, like, I'm telling you what's going on. You're like, oh, man, that's horrible. And then I got to tell you that, hey, man, you're going to betray me three times before the clock 
before the cock crows. You know, like, how does that work? You know, I mean, hopefully we can be, you know, in a situation where it doesn't harm us. But I think that that hurts. And if I can't trust you with that, my heart, and I can't trust you with my dreams, I can't trust you with my beliefs, then how do we live together? When you were in your relationships, mm-hmm. did you give your heart to each and every one? What do you mean? Um, were you free? You know, was, was I... it a freedom with your partners when you, you know, was dating or whatever? I think I start out very trusting with everybody um, in the sense that I love you. I want to be with you. I want to be able to share with you. But if you start to show me that I can't share with you, then I start to to pull back. Um, if you're somebody who's very judgmental, you know, and I'm showing you who I am and then you start judging it, then I start pulling back. You know, then I stop showing you that side of me. I stop looking at you as the person I could then talk to about that. Um, Like I'm a really interesting individual because, you know, I wrote God wants you to dominate and I love God, but I ain't really a fan of organized religion. You know, nor am I very judgy of people who don't participate in organized religion. So what you may see with me, you may see me in a room with an atheist, you know, which actually oddly enough um, was very helpful in the creating of the God wants you to dominate book, you know, didn't believe in God at all, but I had some questions and he was the person who had the answers. And at the end of our conversation, he was like, man, I really was expecting you to be somebody different. And I was like, well, your experiences have told you that there is no God. So who am I to then come along and tell you that there is, you know, at some point, if you experience it for yourself, then maybe you'll change your mind, but that's not for me to decide. But go back to relationships, right? Mm-hmm. And so what were some things that, you know, you said being judgmental, right? So what are some more things that stop you from, you know, settling down, like being married now, you know, just giving your heart because to give your heart, right? It's that yeah. freedom again, right? So what are some things that just stopped you, right? So if I was to say to you, Saddam, what are you walking for, Right. Are you walking out of fear, you know, of passing away from diabetes or watching your uncles or not wanting somebody to wipe your ass? Or are you doing it out of happiness because you feel like a woman would love you more if you had a certain appearance or different things like that? And so while you're walking, right, and maybe while you're dating, are you allowing yourself enough you know, room to be vulnerable to release your heart to somebody. Oh, and okay. don't well, throw nothing else out there. I need you to stick right to what I'm saying. Okay, cool. That, that, uh, see, like, let's stay right on the topic. Okay, here's yes. the thing. Am I allowing it? Absolutely. You know, now I think with me, you know, I'll give a, I'll give an example. You know, the person, you know, that if they listen, then, you know, hey, don't take it that way. Um, but if I have a discussion with you and I'm saying that this is bothering me or I feel like you're being too controlling in certain areas, then yeah, it makes me feel some type of way. Like during COVID, you know, people were talking about getting the jab or, you know, getting the, um, you know, I guess the jab is probably not like a good word, but you know, the vaccine. And 
prior to COVID, I'd already started running in the wintertime. So I had really been doing a ton of research because during the wintertime, I was afraid I was going to catch pneumonia. <laughs> so it's like, all right, so how do I then improve my immune system? Which is when I first started taking tamarind too, by the way. So I'm, I got a diet that's heavy on tamarind. I'm eating a ton of onion and garlic and things like that. Um, you know, I got my zinc game together. So I'm really understanding how my immune system works. So the person I was seeing, you know, they worked in healthcare and they were um, a huge proponent of the vaccine. And I was like, nah, I'm good. You know, I work from home. I'm very seldom around people. Um, I'm looking at all of the, the studies, you know, and I don't think it's necessary. Plus, you know, I want to wait and see what happens with a few people before I take it. And we had a huge discussion about it. And unbeknownst to her, I was doing business in the city. So I was on the train, you know, at least once or twice a week taking meetings. And then I went to Miami right in the, the hot bed of the COVID. You know, so it's like, I felt as though it was a, it was a sign that you didn't think I was smart enough to know what I should do in my own life. You know, I didn't think that it was um, her saying to me, hey, I trust you, I believe in you, and whatever you think is right, I'm gonna stand behind. I felt like it was doubt. So how do I really have a relationship with somebody who don't trust me? You know, and then ultimately, you know, full disclosure, that was the person that ended up giving me COVID. And like I said, I was suffering from the symptoms for maybe about four hours. And it broke maybe the next morning. And I think I might have not ran the day after. But I ran the day I found out. I didn't run that, that like I said, that day after. And then by the third day, I was good. And I was resentful as hell. I was a pain in the ass. I'll be very honest. I was a pain in the ass. And I'll apologize publicly for being one because mm -hmm. he was sick for about six days and I was sick for about six hours. And I was like, see, I told you. But it created a rift. You know, and from her standpoint, it was, you know, well, you just don't know how to be loved. And from my standpoint, it was, you don't know how to respect me or you don't respect me, or you don't respect my intellect. You know, if I say it's going to be okay, then you just have to step back and say, okay. So when you talk about giving your heart, you know, for me, it becomes a situation of how do we walk together if we aren't agreed about how we see each other? You know, and if you see me as a different version of me than I see me, at some point, I do withdraw. At some point, I do move in a different direction. You know, the the people I have the greatest bonds with, they see the, the best parts of me. You know, they appreciate the best parts of me. The people I have the ho most horrible relationships with are the people who try to put me in a box. You know, the people who, when I said, hey, I'm going to be a best-selling author and I'm going to change careers, were like, don't quit your day job. <laughs> Like, those are the people I was very resentful for because it's like, okay, so why are you with somebody you don't believe in? You know? Like, I'm not asking you to pay my bills. I'm just asking you to trust me. 
So now if I can't trust you with my dream, yeah, you're right. I don't really want to be with you because you don't see me in the way that I see myself, which means that we can't walk in the same direction. Um, even when you start talking about the, the walking, yes, in the beginning, it was a huge response to the people in my life who were dying, you know, and how they were dying, you know, that my heroes were becoming these feeble, helpless men and everyone was abandoning them, abandoning them. I'm sorry. It became a huge concern for me because hell I'm 38, I'm 39 and this is what's happening to me. I don't want that. You know, I don't want to be in that position because I see what happens to you when you are in that position. You know, and yeah, of course, everybody tells you, I never leave you. I got you, you know, but having helped take care of my aunt until she was 102, I know that that's not the case. You know, I know that when people become a burden, a lot of people leave. You know, I looked at, you know, my uncles and women that they gave, you know, thousands of dollars to and put kids through college. They were nowhere to be found, you know, and how miserable they were. So, yeah, even when a woman starts telling me, well, I never leave you, I'm like, well, I heard the same things from other people. And my experience is that once this stuff gets hard and these people don't recover, that people leave. Yeah, but if you're choosing uh, a mate to be with, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Then you, you, want to give them the benefit of the doubt instead of holding everything in because sound like it is a little fear that because of what you've seen and what you've endured. Mm -hmm. But here's the thing with fear. Fear is not a bad thing. How you react to fear is the problem. Well, oh, go ahead. I'm, okay. I'm a, I was going to touch on that, but I won't say nothing to it. Okay. Well, I'll, I'll, I'll give it back to you in a second. Now, my reaction to fear is this, that, hey, Either A, I'm going to sign up for this knowing that there's a possibility that something could go wrong. You could have a stroke. You could get hit by a car. You could get electrocuted. You could fall and break your neck. Any of the above. Any given Anything. day. Mm -hmm. So if I don't love you enough to be with you like that, then I'm probably not signing up for it. You know, And that's just the God honest truth. Whether you got kids, whether you're overweight, anybody who is signing up to be with somebody signs up with everything, not just the parts that they like. So you just rather be single? No, nope, that's not what I'm saying. Part two. Now, because I want to be with someone, then I'm going to do the very best to minimize the amount of things that could possibly hinder us. You know, whether it be from a financial standpoint, whether it be from an emotional standpoint, or whether it be from a physical standpoint. What I'm not going to do is I'm not going to be the person who knows that they need to do better, but never does better. You know, I'm not going to be the person like, ooh, girl, I need to be taking my medication. But, you know, that'd be making me sleepy and I want to kick it this weekend. You know, or the man who didn't take his medication all week because he wanted to have sex with some woman on the weekend. You know, I'm not that person. I'm like, OK, cool. If I'm going to be with somebody, I'm going to give them the absolute best version of me. You know, from what I eat to what I consume to the way I hold myself accountable. You know, I'm going to hold myself to a higher standard because I want to be with somebody, you know, not because 
of my fear, but because of the reaction to that. Like, okay, well, if these are possibilities, let me limit the amount of effect they could possibly have on my life. You know, and depending on the environment you're in, that works. Now, when you're in an environment of people who are extremely health conscious, that work fine. They on their grind, you're on your grind. They offering suggestions, you offering them suggestions. It's a beautiful marriage. Now, when you're in a room with somebody who's not, yeah, now it becomes a problem because you be, become a mirror to some people of all the things that they're not doing. You know, to some people, you become a, a, a pain in the butt because you're harping on something that they don't want to do. So I think that what it's done for me is it's made me very conscious of what my partner looks like. You know, it's made me very conscious of, of not attaching myself to things that I am not willing to um, honor long term. You know, so, yeah, it, it does make me look at people who are not health conscious, who are not um, ambitious a little bit differently. Because I know personally, and, you know, these are conversations we have all the time, that what's okay for you doesn't have to be okay for me. You know, what one person might be considered as successful, another person might consider as a failure. You know, I mean, you could look at me right now and say, okay, I think you're doing great. But I could look at the same situation you look at and say, I'm doing great and say, yeah, I could be more disciplined. Yeah, I probably could be working a little bit harder because I know what my best is. And I know what I'm aspiring to and what I'm comparing it to. But if you're well, not. Well, most people feel as though there's more, you know, that they can be doing, you know. Mm, but some and people have also decided that this is good enough. Yeah, that's true. Go ahead. Very much so. Oh, no. I I agree with that. Some people just feel like they okay. They content with where they are, and that's good. That's what works for them. So then if you meet somebody that's content in that place, right, mm -hmm. and then you come along, and the person is set up well, they established, and that's it for them. They don't want nothing else on their plate, you know, and you come along, and you're trying to date this person, and then you're just like, well, nope, you ain't checking off this box, that box, that box. Well, I'll move along. I think that's acceptable. I think that's the honorable thing to do. I think that's the purpose of dating, to see if there's a good fit, to see if there's a possibility. You so know? they say men usually go through like midlife crisis anywhere from 35 through 65. Do you feel like you've experienced any of that? Mm -hmm. uh, what do they say? Anxiety, depression, changes in your sleep and eating habits. You can't focus, you know, high stress levels. Um, you tend to pull back and separate yourself, only do things that's like accommodating to you type stuff. Well, I spend a lot of time with, with grown men, you know, as my mentors, um, as people that I seek um, to gain advice from, you know, because... Again, how do you you really know how to do what I do if you don't talk to people who do it? Um, but I also spent a lot of time around working class guys who given every ounce of their bodies to to their family. And the difference between the two, in my experience, is one always was was focused on making sure that they made themselves as happy as they made everybody else. You know, so they were never really over sacrificing. 
You know, it's like, okay, if I wanted a new car, I got a new car. If I wanted to take a trip, I took a trip. You know, if I wanted to say no, I said no. Whereas the ones who are going through these midlife crises, just like the women that I know who are going through midlife crises, those are people who felt like they did stuff that they didn't want to do. You know, those are people who felt like they missed out on something. And because they are having um, less than fulfilling lives, it makes them want to try to do something or get something that they feel like they don't have. You know, um, like my uncles who drove nice cars, drove fast cars. They didn't care nothing about no cars when they got older because they drove them. <laughs> now, the ones who didn't, they got to a certain age and they were just like, man, you know, my kids grown, uh, man, my money right. Let me try to get back something or get something that I feel like I missed. You know, so for me personally, um, I don't think I went through a midlife crisis as much as I went through an awakening. You know, and in my awakening, it became a situation of, yeah, I'm not really trying to please people anymore. Um, I don't need you to pat me on the back anymore. Um, I don't care if you like the decisions that I'm making. And I don't think that's so much as much about a midlife crisis as much as it's about. I need to be happy with the decisions that I've made. And I didn't want to be like the men that I was sitting in front of who were unhappy, you know, regretting things that they didn't try or do a risk that they didn't take. So what are some solutions to a person or some tips you can give as far as people being able to trust others with their heart? Well, I think number one, that you have to find your people and be okay with finding your people because your people might not be your spouse. They might not be your girlfriend. You know, they might not be in the community that you're currently in. You know, they might not be your man. You know, so get a strong counsel of people who believe what you believe and see you how you see yourself or at least see you how you want to be seen and can help you get there. You know, because like you said, there are some people who just cool with it. Like, I'm happy. I'm going to work my little job for the next 15, 20 years and I know I don't like the job and I complain about it every day, but I ain't going nowhere. And if that's not how you feel about your life, then get around people who can appreciate it, you know, because what you'll be sharing with them is stuff that they've already gone through. You know, like if you're trying to lose weight and you're not making any progress and you're around people who are health conscious, like, like when I gave up meat and, you know, one of my friends is a vegan. And she was like, yeah, not a big deal. I went through the same thing. You know, I was on and off. I was off and on, you know, and then after a while, it just clicked. So either it's going to click for you or it's not, but don't beat yourself up about it. And that made me feel better. But she was only able to make me feel better because it was something that she ain't gone through. You know, when I sit down with my mentors and I'm happy or I'm not happy with my progress, you know, they're like, okay, let's look at what you're doing. <laughs> you know, let's look at... Um, how you're doing business, you know, are you reaching out regularly to clients and adding value? Are you, you know, working on your books? Are you putting yourself out there? Are you doing the things that you know work? So there's no shame or judgment there, you know, because I'm just like them. 
you know, they're able to say, hey, I knew what to do. And there was a time when I wasn't doing it, you know, and when I wasn't doing it, that's what I was thinking. I was thinking, man, you know, if I really do this, then I'm going to have to to let some people go. If I really do this, then I'm going to have to to be accountable to myself in a way that maybe I'm not comfortable with. So is that what you're going through? So that would be my advice to to go outside of your circle and find your people because your people, your friends are going to be there much longer and be much more valuable to you. Now, in regard to the relationships, some of the relationships, you just got to, you know, let them be what they are. You know, whether it's like, man, I really like you, you cool, but, you know, we probably don't have a, a, a long-term future. Um, I really like you, you cool, but we'll probably, you know, just be friends or whatever it is. I mean, that's okay. It's okay to tell a man, I like you, and we can still go on dates and go to the movies, but, you know, that's about it. Because ultimately, what I'm trying to do in my life, you're not trying to do. That don't mean we can't enjoy each other's company from time to time. It just means that, hey, man, I got some other stuff I'm trying to do. And it don't make me better than you. It don't make me anything other than me. Because a lot of times where that stuff goes left is when we start judging other people's lives. You know, like I never judge anybody who says that, you know, they want to spend another 15 or 20 years doing what they do. That's that's your choice. Ain't got nothing to do with me. You know, and if I was in your situation, maybe that would be what I would do. But because I'm not, I got to do what's most feasible for me. You know, but a lot of times, you know, we'll be telling people that they need to go back to school because that's what we would do in that situation and not saying, how do I make the situation that I'm in work? You know, so find your people, be okay with letting relationships just kind of be what they are without trying to force them to be something different. You know, I like you. Hell, I love you. Just not enough to tie my future to yours because we can't come to an agreement. And the Bible says two can't walk together unless they be agreed. You know, I'm never going to be okay with what you do and you're never going to be okay with what I do. So we can have mutual respect for each other without shaming or hurting or, or ridiculing the other person. And be all right with that. Which is something I'm pretty sure a lot of people ain't going to agree with, but it's the truth. You ain't got no other choice. Unless you're going to change to what they want you to change to. Make sense? Don't make sense? Oh, you're fine. I'm just allowing you the space. Mm -hmm. yeah, well, I appreciate you allowing me the space because I know it's hard. I mean, it's like we talk about relationships all the time. Um, but people never make space for people evolving you know it's like you know i hear people say we grew well some people say we grew apart other people typically say well i grew and he didn't <laughs> i'm like well i think he grew he maybe just didn't grow in the same direction as you you know but what happens when you grow apart you know what happens when you know one person starts to experience some financial success and it moves you both into a different room socially. And you have to now make the adjustment to being in that room. You know, my husband used to be on the team and, and he used to work outside, but now he work in the office. 
So now, you know, when we used to being around, you know, beer drinkers and cussers, you know, now we're out with, you know, VPs and we're out with, you know, his um, department heads and directors. So now I can't be as comfortable. Are you willing to make that adjustment? You know, as a man, are you willing to go to the Christmas party and not get drunk? And embarrass her in front of, you know, these people. You know, if you move into the new neighborhood, are you are you willing to be good neighbors in this new neighborhood? You know, because if you're not loving that person enough to 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 come into agreement with them. Then how are we going to to move forward? You know, people like to say they love you all the time. Like, oh, I love you. But love me enough to do what? You know, you know, I'm afraid of having a heart attack. You know, I'm afraid of having diabetes. You know, I'm afraid of getting sick. But do you love me enough to be like, okay, we're cool. You know, I'm going to work on my health as well. Or no. Or are you going to be trying to convince me that I'm crazy? You know, again, it's how you react to it. You know, I know that you're afraid of being homeless. So I love you enough to work hard at work every day. (laughs) You know, I know you're afraid of, you know, being without because you grew up without. So I make sure I'm fiscally responsible. You know, I mean, that's a trade-off, right? You know, yeah. you know, you want to always be sure there's money in our accounts and we got money in our savings and we got money to take vacations, you know. So I know that that's important to you and that that's going to keep you from sleeping good at night if any of those problems occur. So I make sure those problems don't occur. You know, I ain't up at your job lollygagging. I ain't going to fail no drug test. You know, I ain't up here, you know, talking crazy to these people. (laughs) You know, I'm up here making sure that I'm giving, you know, maximum effort so that I can get promoted and and get us to where we're trying to go as a family. But the same thing occurs in every other area. You know, do you love me enough to when I come home? You know, be a, be a positive influence, be a safe space. You know, you know, it's been a long week. Do you love me enough to on Friday, make sure I'm good? You know, we on the same team or not? You know, because we're not on the same team if you're talking stupid to me. We're not on the same team if you're talking stupid about me. You know, do you love me enough to do some research? If I say I want to, you know, open a trucking business. Or are you just going to say, oh, that don't make no sense because you don't understand it? You know, do you love me enough to go to the gym with me? You know, I see a lot of women talking about how their husband's fat, but ain't nobody trying to go to the gym with them. You know, ain't nobody trying to get out there with him and walk no miles. You just saying he fat. So, like, how are we on the same team? You know, or are you just saying, oh, poor little me, I feel so sorry for you. I'm sorry that that happened to you, as though we're not on the same team. You know, I mean, I want to come home and if it's been a hard day and they wrote me up, you know, I want the person, you know, who's going to be there for me. You know, who's going to say, man, I, I, that's, that, that's hard, you know, so what do you want to do? How can we? You know, how can we make our next move so that we can stay on course as opposed to the person that's like, oh, you stupid. You know, that's what you get. 
You know, I remember I had a friend who fell asleep at work and got fired. And, you know, everybody's like, that's so stupid. You had that good job. It's like, yeah, but he was working double after double. <laughs> and then, you know, trying to take his kids to school and make sure everybody was good. That's how we ended up in the situation where he fell asleep. You know, he didn't fall asleep because he was being negligent. He was falling asleep because he was being a good father. You know, the job don't pay that much. You know what I'm saying? But they saying I could work 3-11 and midnights. So I done came in at 3 o'clock. Now I got to get up in the morning, get home, help my kids get ready for school, and then take them to school. And then I got to be back at 3 o'clock to work another two shifts. So I done lost an hour and some change because I can't go home and go to sleep. Because I got to take the kids to school. So then when I fall asleep at work and I come home, you tell me I'm stupid. That I don't feel like we're on the same team. I've been sacrificing for us. You know, and of course, again, you know, one of those situations that didn't work out and, you know, those people ended up divorcing. Because, you, know, you know, the ultimate sign that we're on the same team is marriage, right? Yeah, eventually. <laughs> so <laughs> if you're not on the same team with me, how are we going to get married? You know, I mean, that's a hard thing. Like, And in order to, to get on the same team, I got to be able to share with you because if I can't share with you, then I'm going to be sharing with other people and building bonds and relationships with other people. You know, I mean, I hear people all the time, you know, like, why did he cheat? I'm like, did he cheat? Because when he tried to share his heart with you, you proved to him that you was on a different team than the team he was on. So now he went and shared his heart with somebody else. And because they shared their hearts, they felt closer to each other. They felt a bond with each other that ultimately led to sex. Because that's different than I'm just a horny horn dog and if you know first woman let her skirt up, I'm a I'm a sticking in. You know, are you out here, you know, talking bad about this man? Are you talking bad about this man to his face? You know, because if you calling me all types of dumb and stupids and telling me you don't believe in me, why do you think protection and provision is available? You know, if you siding with the enemy against me, why do you think protection and provision is available? You know, I mean, if their shoes on the other foot, the woman would be like, well, tell that heifer to go cook for you. Right? No, so that's you can't ask free. me that because I would still cook. <laughs> I wouldn't need it. Okay, I know you. I, hey, I don't know now. <laughs> It's a tricky situation now. now. If I end up in the bathroom, was you trying to get me? <laughs> no, probably something you dibbled in while you was out there. Don't come bringing that stuff on me. Mm -hmm. Yeah, but I just think that you know our people <laughs> skills are a real problem. I don't think that that people really want to cheat just for the sex aspect. 
you know, and I know that. that well, I mean, I listen to the brothers uh, talk a lot, you know, and it's people aren't really cheating for sex. Sex is just a bonus. Right. You know, a lot of people have sex with the person because they bring them some type of comfort or mental peace or conversation or ego strokes or whatever. Mm-hmm. You know, sex is just the addition to everything else. Yeah, so. I think I said when I um, did my last thing at, at uh, church, you know, like, are you giving your man the fuel to go out and wander around? You know, or are you at home doing what it is you need to be doing? Like, period. Because if your home is chaotic, don't nobody want to deal with that. You don't even want to deal with it. That's why it's chaotic every time the person come home. Right. You know, because <laughs> you keep causing it. But they got to leave and get some type of release in some kind of way. But then when do you go back to the beginning? Like, for your friends, you say that's filing for a divorce. When do they go back to the beginning and sit down and try to figure out where they went wrong and, uh, you know, um, go over memories and different things and try to reach agreements, solutions and work through some stuff before they just give it quits, get, you know, end it. Like, what does that look like? And I think that, you know, I think that the good marriages, that they are able to, to both hold themselves accountable and say, yeah, I need to work on that. And then be very specific about the thing that they need to work on. Like, yes, you know, I get it. You know, you came home, you know, day after day. And none of those days was I grateful or appreciative. You know, so you started to feel taken for granted. So I need to do a better job of honoring you. You know, I get you felt betrayed. I need to do a better job being, you know, on your team and not running out in the streets telling all our business. Right, because, you know, it, it gets played out, though, for a person that is communicating everything you just said, right? Mm-hmm. And But the, the receiver be like, yeah, I hear you, and, and keeps on doing it. Right. So then eventually somebody just be like, okay, peace out. You know, I'm not going to keep doing this. We've talked, we went to therapy, we've done this, we've done that, and now it's just time. And I think that's where that, that phrase come in, that like we've outgrown each other. Because we sat here, we tried to work it out. I'm here on page 99 and they still on page 12. We had to split ways because they want to be stuck. Ain't no growth there anymore. And I'm trying to grow and move on. And then two, people have to recognize the seasons in relationships because one minute that season might look like that and be like that. But then the season changed, you know, and now y'all walking together again. So how much patience are you willing to put into a relationship? How much of your heart are you willing to let go of? Because even when you have those battles in a relationship, you tend to start drawing back and keeping your emotions together and and closing your heart up and putting those walls up, you know? So I don't know. But there's benefits to this stuff. I mean, you know, us communicating better (laughs) allows us to, to have more joy, more peace, more fun you know us being on the same team allows us to get more done you know i mean even from a a health standpoint you know if you get out there with your husband and y'all get on the same page and y'all supportive of each other the sex gets better you know because now you know we ain't got as much fupas and guts you know now we got more energy 
you know, now, you know, we can actually make love because we love each other. We bonded together. We love each other enough to, to put this food down for our own betterment. We love each other to, to stop overspending, you know, trying to make people like us, you know, and now we go into the room and we go into the room as a team. Like my huge, my biggest fantasy is always to to have a partner that is insightful and wise and who can move around the room and see stuff that I don't see. Like, like that's the thing that's always played out in my head, you know, that man, you know, we can both work the room and we can both be, you know, seeing stuff and having our own little language and our own little inside jokes about what's going on. And then, you know, be able to debrief on the way home. You know, like, did you see that? Yeah, I saw that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I don't know what's going on with that. Yeah, I'm gonna have to look into that. Like, that's the that's that's the coolest thing to me. You know, to have a partner that you can trust and know that if something jump off, y'all both seeing it the same way. Yeah, honey, let's go. What you mean, let's go? Let's go. Oh, well, you must have saw something. And then they just go on and leave with you. <laughs> You know, they ain't got to keep looking back like Lot's wife. You know, it's like, hey, it's time to go. Ain't no need to look back. I say it's time to go. Trust that I'm getting us up out of here. Because if that man really love you and now you ain't leaving and y'all fussing and fighting. And then, you know, now y'all hostages. <laughs> it's like, see, if you would have just listened, we would have been gone. You know, and I think that's how the great relationships work. Or at least the great relationships I've been around. It's like they complement each other. Um, they take care of each other. They protect each other. They looking out for each other. They never talking negative about each other. You know, they real clear on who the other person is, you know, and what their strengths and weaknesses are. And they honor each other. Like, yeah, you know, that's 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 my partner right there. That's my ride or die. But because they honor each other, they're willing to die for one another. But it's hard to honor somebody who don't honor you. You know, if you talking bad about this man with your sister and your auntie and your mama about what he ain't doing and he working hard, how does that then turn into him wanting to protect you and provide for you? Hey, I'm working hard and you're not appreciating it because you're going, that's what a man's supposed to do. Okay, just because it's what he's supposed to do don't make it easy. You know, you you coming home, you taking her for granted. You know, she working just like you, but she still found the time to cook these meals. And you ain't trying to help her with no dishes. You ain't saying, baby, thank you for the meal. It was wonderful. You're like, yeah, it needs salt. So what you think the next meal going to be like? Sure. <laughs> <laughs> Super salty, but it ain't going to be, you know, it ain't going to be what you need it to be. You know, you have to nourish each other. You know, the rain comes down, it nourishes the flowers, the flowers then nourish the bees, and the bees then make the honey. <laughs> and the green grass grow all around, all around, and the green grass grows all around. All right. It's an ecosystem. But if I can't trust you, with my heart, how do we even get there? Like, we want the great marriage, but 
you weaponizing things I tell you against me. You calling me stupid. Now, you want me to come home to a person that think I'm stupid? On either side. Like, yeah, girl. Mm-hmm. He out here. He talking about he want to wanna open a head shop. Like, that's his dream. That's his dream. You know, I mean, one of my friends now, I mean, they are, you know, opening a business. And if you really going to be with that person, then you got to be with that person through all of the good, the bad, whatever, you know, erectile dysfunction, you know, you know, mammograms and, you know, issues with the fallopian tubes and fibroids and like all that stuff is real. You know, and such is life, right? And so then, I mean, you know, stuff happens all the time. We don't know. So we can be out here working out our hardest, doing whatever, and then, bam, life hits you. Right? And so it's, it's, you know, it's kind of a catch-22. So somewhere in there, it's it's a a level of happiness that Mm -hmm. you should want for yourself, right? Because we can't, ain't, ain't nobody 100%. And and sometimes you meet that certain someone that completes you to get you to that hundred percent. Right. So I don't know when I'm ready for takeaways, then I'll go into all of that because I wrote some stuff down. But I think one thing that's tricky, and that goes back to to how you see your partner, and having a partner that is um, aware of the situations. Because a lot of times people talk about what they would do if they had somebody who had their stuff together. But if you've never been with somebody who had their stuff together, you don't really know what you would do. You know, so you're kind of guessing what somebody who moves and thinks like that would need and want. You know, which is like when you talked about before, I was like, like what I do does not seem excessive to somebody who's really about their fitness. You know, somebody who's a runner is not going, oh, my God, you, you run five miles a day, four or five days a week. You know, hell, one of my friends ran his first marathon at 43. Okay. He ran a marathon. That's 26 miles. His short days was 14. <laughs> so if I'm running, you know, basically a 2K, you know, he's not looking at that going, oh, my God, that's excessive. You know, so if you're coming to a situation, yeah, that might seem excessive to you because you're not willing to get out to bed at 530 in the morning. And he didn't get it. But for him, that's his life. He a runner. You know, so you have to 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 look at it and say, man, I need to be with somebody who who sees me and understands me. Because stuff not gonna make sense otherwise. You know, I mean, like the level, the level of diligence about my research. To a researcher, what I do is not a lot. No, but to somebody who's not in that field, it's like, whew. Yeah, man, I ain't no way I'd be reading three, four different books, taking all these notes and, and looking at these, you know, papers and podcasts and you know, going down these rabbit holes, so to speak. Because that's just not how they live their life. But you have to understand that if you've chosen to be with this person, that's how they live theirs. You know, like what country does isn't excessive to me, you know, in regard to her ministries and her making sure that people um, have a good amount of not only 
stuff to take away in regard to tangible stuff, but that, you know, she does enough preparation in regard to the, the messages and the atmosphere that she creates. That's not excessive. That's what her ministry is. That's what it takes. <laughs> you know, if you really out here trying to make sure these women feel whole and helped, then they need to be able to walk away with a bag of stuff. You know, they need to be able to walk away with some wisdom and they need to feel safe to where they want to come back and invite somebody else. You know, but I see her as a great and impactful leader. So I'm not going to then be like, yeah, you're doing too much. You know, but if I don't see you as the great impactful leader, then I might be like, yeah, they're using you. <laughs> I don't even see myself as those words, but OK. okay but I do. I so just do. I'm, I'm giving you your flowers. I see you that way. And I think that you're going to do, you know, even more wonderful and great stuff. I mean, I think that, you know, doing the podcast is a wonderful thing. I mean, we talk about 200 episodes, you know, of really impactful, helpful stuff. You know, you don't have to do this. I mean, you get up early to, to do podcasts, you stay up late to do podcasts, you know, but I know that you have a plan that you're trying to execute. And I respect your plan. But if I don't respect your plan and I don't have value for you, then I'm like, man, you just out here wasting your time. Don't nobody care. Why is you doing that stuff? You know, you stupid. You know, I don't feel that way. You know, but for somebody who doesn't understand it, they might. You know, if you were in a relationship, you know, and the man wanted, you know, do whatever early or late, and you like, well, I got a pride with Sadan. <laughs> I don't even know why you're doing this stuff. Ain't nobody listening to them pods. But then if you don't quit, maybe 400 pods from now, we look up and you're the biggest thing on Spotify. You know, so again, if you love somebody, you got to love them enough to be, to, to be respectful of who they are or who they're trying to be. You know, and not belittle them or belittle their dreams or belittle their trauma because that belittling is going to build a riff you know like I'm not afraid of death I'm cool with it if it come it come you know however I do want to have a quality life while I'm living you know like I was real impressed with my mama the other day she bent over and picked up some stuff off the floor with no problem, ain't fall on her head, ain't go ooh or nothing. And my mom in her 70s. You know, that's what I want to be in my 70s. You know, so what's the process to trying to be that in your 70s? You know, I think it's cool. You know, one of my mentors was in town last summer and hell, he was walking faster than I was. <laughs> like, whoa, that's pretty cool. How do I get there? Like, that's not about me being neurotic that's just me looking at people saying hey if they got healing i can get healing too you know so i think you have to really want to be with somebody and see them and honor them the right way and not always be just because i don't get it talking negatively about it or because it's not happening fast as you want it to happen saying they should quit. You know, I mean, how do you say you love somebody if, if everything you talk about concerning them is negative? Or if you're taking everything they say to you and you're not honoring what they say, you tell them to do something different. 
You tell them to give up. Tell them to quit. You know, it's just food for thought. You know, I mean, again, we want to try to give you the same thing that we take it. If, you know, if it work, hey, we're going to share it. If it don't work, we're going to say, man, I tried that. You know, mm-hmm. it didn't work. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because, yeah. again, I was, man, I was not the, you know, I, I'm not always the best person. You know, because sometimes, you know, being as driven as I am, depending on the person, you know, they don't get it. And I'm not really trying to slow down. You know, I mean, I'm I'm the person who said to somebody one time, either run with me or get run off on. And they did not appreciate it. So I'm not saying that, you know, I am just this wonderful human being in every situation because we are all ever evolving, ever growing. You know, was there a time when maybe my partners were more ambitious than I was? Absolutely. You know, I think, you know, you are the culmination of your choices. You know, and I was choosing to eat and drink and socialize and people please. And it led me to being almost 400 pounds. You know, because I was looking for all of my um, approval from other people. You know, I was afraid to tell people no. So whenever somebody wanted to go out and have a couple of drinks, I would go. You know, we having a barbecue, I would go. People put stuff on my plate, I would eat it. <laughs> you know, because I never want to hurt anybody's feelings or offend anyone. And I want to fit in. You know, so if that meant drinking alcohol, I drank the alcohol. If that meant eating the food, I ate the food. You know. I didn't want to be the weirdo. Now I can sit in a room full of people and fast while they eating. If that's what I see fit to do. Now, if I see fit to give up meat, I can give up meat for any period of time. Cause that's what I see fit to do. Now, if I'm running on a day that is cold or rainy or hot and other people looking at me like I'm crazy, I'm okay with it. You know, I came up with the phrase, you know, if you don't work your heart, your heart don't work. And slowly what happened is I found my people. You know, I found the people who rock with me. And the people who don't, hey, I see you when I see you. You know, and it's not about you being afraid. It's about you answering whatever that voice is in your head. You know, if you feel God calling you to open a business, hey, do it. Because it's greater on the other side if you do. You know, if you're feeling like, man, I'm, I'm not really feeling comfortable in this body. You know, I'm not really dealing, liking the voices that I'm hearing in my head. You know, don't let people who don't go to therapy keep you from going. You know, go. Do what you need to do. You know, because it's greater later. And if the relationship you in doesn't survive it, then that wasn't the relationship you was meant to be in. You know? It's okay to divorce. It's okay to break up. Sometimes that's the best thing for you. You know, if my friend get divorced, oh well. You know, it ain't the end of the world. He ain't the first, he ain't the last. You know, I hope that, you know, they come to find, you know, some type of conclusion that is equitable and beneficial for both of them, whether it be together or apart. You know, if they're apart and her next husband is the husband that she comfortable with, that might be the best thing for. <laughs> you know, 
But for you guys at the crib right now listening or in your car or while you're walking or whatever you're doing, you, know, you got to do what's best for you. Because if you don't do what's best for you, then how are you going to be the best version of you for somebody else? You know, I mean, 400 pound me might not be the version of me that finds the wife. It might be 230 pound me. That might be the version that finds the wife. But if I never get from the 384 to the 234, then I never meet that woman because the type of character that woman has probably doesn't allow her to see me the way I need to be seen. It's okay. Or you be comfortable in, in what, where, and who you are. And that mate that is for you, where you are is comfortable with that. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So what I heard you say was, okay, the 400 pound me might not meet the 384 pound me and the 200 because they're looking for that type. But if I'm confident in who I am and where I am and what, you know, whatever size I am, wherever I am in life, then that person that like 400 pound men or women will find me. Right. You know, so I don't know. It's a lot of. Um, but I don't think it's about the weight. I think it's what put the weight on. You know, for me. And yeah, I'm, but and you I'm know, me and you have a lot of conflicting things sometimes because when I hear you speak about certain things, you know, it's like I have to be da 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 da, or this person has to match da 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 da, and then I'm still at home by myself because I'm not running into this person. You know what I'm saying? And that person may be there, but you're not. Opening up and exposing yourself enough for this person to be drawn with you because you're not happy with where you are. It's not about the other person. It's about you. I, I agree with you, but I think that there are very cultural differences. And sometimes when you, you know, I mean, whether you're a man or you're looking for an Asian. No, but I'm not against it. I ain't against, I ain't, you know, I don't have no, she got to be black or white kind of thing going on. Over here, I'm okay. I'm okay with who loves me, whoever they are. Um, but what I'm saying is, is that there are so many cultural things that you become a, a, accustomed to based on your lifestyle. And when you change and you grow and you evolve, yeah, your choices change and your choices become limited. You know, because right now, man, if you are a negative person and you're a complainer and a blamer which a, a lot of us are, you know, a lot of us want to blame the, the racism or a lot of us want to blame the economy. A lot of us want to blame the other person. You can't then be with somebody who holds themselves accountable because you're not going to ever be able to get on the same page. You know, so for me, I'm just kind of like, okay, when my time come, my time come. I'm not against it or for it. It's just when it happens, it happens. And if it doesn't happen, then I'm okay with it not happening. Yeah, but you can say stuff to me like, yeah, get out there and get to them football games, girl, and start mixing and mingling with them people. Put yourself out there mm -hmm. so you can get you a catch. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. But then you you get to stay on the inside of the house. But I do mix and mingle. I'm not, I'm, I'm not afraid of the mix and the mingle. 
I'm just saying I don't linger. Don't be smiling. <laughs> it ain't funny. Look, it's true. I don't linger. I don't I don't try to We about um, to do some takeaways. I'm not gonna listen to this hogwash from Sadar right now. What you listen and your here. you and your lingering? He's gonna have to read God wants you to dominate out loud. He gotta download the Kindle for himself so he can listen to himself right. speak to to himself. Okay. Get that book. Right. Get, get it. I don't need you to put your headphones on and listen to yourself in the book. Listen to me and see what I'm saying. Right. Yes. Thank you very much. All right, well, you give so, us the takeaways. Then. Here go our takeaways before we uh, get canceled out here in, in the podcast. Right. Like, you got me out here. <laughs> got the black women thinking I don't like black women. Well, you said that. I said I'm open to who loves me. I didn't say I didn't like black women. No. <laughs> Do everything. Right. Let's be clear. All right. Love so let's let's be clear. He he loved the sisters. He he loves the sisters. Mm-hmm. So I'm just giving him crap because he does it very well. Mm-hmm. Um so some takeaways, y'all. Can I trust you with my heart? Most people don't even know how to give their heart freely. So much stuff transpires in one's life to where it's easier to keep it all locked up. And that's not healthy. It's a nakedness of freedom that comes when you allow person access to all of you. Um, your smile is bigger and brighter. You're, you're just happy. You're moving different. Your body feels good. Yes. We have to stop living in fear and choose freedom. You don't have to be afraid. Stop letting anxiety and worry rob you of your joy. Stop being trapped in unhealthy cycles. God don't want us to be out here alone. He sends us people, right? He sends people our way, whether it's mm-hmm. friends, whether it's partners. He sends us these people in the different seasons of our lives that matters most. Most people don't like the packaging that it shows up in because we have these images of what we want our partners to look like, how our friends should be. But sometimes the packaging that it shows up in is just that. God wants you to have the inside. It's not about the outside that shows up. And so sometimes you become complete once you've opened up your heart to receive what was on the inside of the package. And so ask yourself, what do I want from this podcast? Does that person make me feel comfortable? Does that person make me smile? Does that person adjust my life? Do I feel whole when I'm talking to that person or around that person? Are we funny? Can we sit down and converse when we have disputes? Like, what is all that like? It don't take long to know a person. Usually a couple weeks, three months, you can about tell a person from A to Z. You know, it don't take long to figure somebody out. Um, how do you apply what you've heard today to your life? And we have to remember that everybody has a vice and it's up to you to decide what you are going to settle for, what you're willing to deal with. So can a person trust you with their heart or are you going to throw everything they tell you back at you? We have to grow and mature. If I'm telling somebody something, I don't want it thrown back at me. Right. I want some solutions. I want to know how to navigate this stuff because I'm learning every day. 
it's a learning uh, lesson that takes place. In the Bible, it talked about the angels of light. When they approach people, they always say, fear not. So when you see me, you know that you can trust me with your heart. And on that note, if you're hanging out with me, I'll hang out with you. Peace. We out. Thank <laughs> you.